AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. It's the Matt McNeil Show. 952-946-6205. 952-946-6205. Cliff Schechter, a best-selling author and ad writer for Joe Biden's presidential campaign in 2020 and 2022. His Blue Amp Action email list raised over $850,000 for Democratic candidates and progressive organizations. He hosts the Blue Amp YouTube channel, where his humorous and cutting takedowns have gone viral. By the way, you can subscribe there. Go to youtube.com backslash C Schechter. I will link to it later. And if you're not subscribed to that, you're just wrong. Cliff is kind enough to join us today. Hey, Cliff. How are you, Matt? I'm uh, uh, okay. So I want to, I'm doing better. You want to get the requisite baseball out of the way? Yeah, we're going to do, I'm going to get this last night, uh, Twins at Houston, right? We put Lopez, we put Lopez, we have, we have, uh, our starter goes great. We put Lopez in, first pitch home run. We were, we were up. Good news, we were up, what was it, 8 0, 9 0 at that point? First pitch home run. Second or two pitches later, another home run. Then walks the next guy. Then beans the next guy. <laughs> I'm like, that's so, impressive. Yeah, that's that like is a clay home doubting. <laughs> <laughs> it it did not go well. That's not the Hall of Fame uh, footage we're going to be putting out there. <laughs> I don't think the Twins no, did win, no. but I, you know, they they've got they had a horrible May. They they're only two games up on Detroit. I think they'll help their cause. Cleveland's in town. We got four with Cleveland here in Minneapolis, so hopefully we can uh, knock them out all four of them, and that would be that would be a real nice breather right there. Well, it'll be interesting. I read something that MLB had today where they're making predictions, that, which was incredibly cool. Um, and again, doesn't incredibly cool for me, and it doesn't mean this dude knows what the heck he's talking about. But he's like five bold predictions or something, and two of them were. Um, by you know a month from now or whenever, maybe the All Star break, um, the Reds will be in first place in the National League Central, and the Yankees will be in first place in the American League East. I'm like, I want to bronze this thing. What? Nobody ever send me anything else on either team. <laughs> well, well, that that is a gutsy call. I will say this: the Reds are starting to figure it out. Again, it's like you know. I think we talked about this another time. They have so much talent, and they haven't even gone to their guy. You know, you've probably heard of De La Cruz because he broke records by hitting the ball. Like he's down in what AAA, and he keeps he keeps hitting the ball like 116 miles per hour or faster. He's got more of those now than John Carlos Stanton or Aaron Judge, who usually are the two leaders in the league in that category. Um, you know, although in Stanton's defense, uh, he's been injured a while, and this is AAA. It's not like. But De La Cruz is going to be incredible, right? He's just a specimen. Uh, he's like that guy, uh, Cruz O'Neill on uh, on Penn, on the Pittsburgh uh, Pirates, who just like a six foot seven shortstop. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like this guy's like that. He can throw the ball. But and and, and you know the rest of that team. It's just a matter of again. We've I've been through this. I won't get excited because I've been through this. I feel like two two or three times now in my decade here. You get excited. You have all these great young prospects because you trade the older guys. They're like, all right, if they can let a bunch of those guys grow into you know mature, and then just bring in a couple veterans, a couple guys who've been there before, who won't freak out, you know, at the big moments and all that to kind of guide them. They will have the right mix, and somehow our owners, the Castellanis, find a way to screw that up <laughs> and piss people off and make obnoxious comments about how they don't need their fans, and they end up trading guys even when they're still barely beyond being prospects. So what I'll say to you is, on a talent level, I don't think anybody in the league, the entire league of baseball, has more young talent than Cincinnati right now. The problem is, 
what are they going to do with it? Yeah. And there, therein lies the rub. And the Yankees, you know, also have a couple of, you know, Jason Dominguez, you may have heard of, they call him the alien, who is just, they signed at 16, who is just ridiculous. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I remember that guy. Yeah. Yeah, they say he was named after Jason Giambi, which is sort of funny. And, you know, I'm trying to think where he's from. It's Venezuela, but he signed it like, at like 16. He's barely 20. And he's already started to like mash it. Trey just get moved it to AAA, and there's talk of him being he's a switch here, being our left fielder by the you know later on if we don't want to trade for somebody. He's incredible. We've got a couple other guys, so it's fun. The young guys are fun to watch because the older guys keep screwing it up. No, I shouldn't say that. The Yankees have been playing pretty well lately, but well, but um, you know, you do feel like there's a few guys on that team who are playing above their heads right now. One, they're going to need to get deeper if they're going to really win. Last last thing I'll just say really quick here on this is I have Cincinnati is only two and a half games back. I could easily see them being first. Yankees are six, and that I mean that would require Tampa to kind of tank it. Now I'm not saying Tampa can't do that, but I think the, ch- the chances are of those two predictions. I think the Reds got it might have a better chance than. than I, I than think that's Yankees. absolutely true. So. I, I don't. I didn't. As I told you, I loved what he said. I didn't tell you I believed it. You know, I'm still not convinced they're better than the Orioles either. I mean, they've been taking most series against most people, but the two teams they've lost series to, even if, you know, they split it one series with Tampa, they lost the other one with Tampa, and then they lost to the Orioles mm-hmm. two to one. I mean, they weren't swept by anybody, but still, those are two incredible teams. The, the, the American League East is ridiculous right now. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. Watch both. I, I, I'm not. I'm not. Let's just say I'm not nearly as confident as that as that dude is. I, they're going to be in first place unless they're willing to make a few trades early to bolster things. If Rodon comes back, he finally comes back and pitches uh, anything close to what we paid him. I don't. What we pay him? Two hundred billion. I don't uh, even know. It's all monopoly money. If he comes back and he's a true secondary, because there's so much more pressure on the rest of that starting rotation without him there. Well, okay, I've talked enough baseball. All right. I don't think people want to hear me talk baseball. Well, so. we, you and I could easily talk baseball all day, and, and people just deal with it, because I like talking baseball, and Cliff's pretty smart at it. So that's, that's why we do that. Anyway, let's get into the thing you, you are even smarter at. That's politics. I want What, you, what is your thought when you, when you saw the Biden deal with McCarthy? What was your thoughts as you saw that? Because it, it really is kind of a mixed bag. I can see why people would be upset or be happy by it either way. Well, I mean, we gave our take, and, you know, at my channel, we put out a video saying, actually, when you looked at it, it was very good. And, th- and I'm not being a Biden cheerleader here. You know, I've criticized um, him in the past. I've worked through it. Always, I always do the sort of uh, share with folks so that, I, that I'm letting them know. I wrote, I wrote uh, ads for him in, in 2020. I do not work for the White House or for the Biden campaign in any capacity. So let's start with that. Um, I... I you know, my biggest problem is that, again, we're dealing with a, a retrograde, reactionary. We're not dealing with a, a force of people that are that belong to a party in a democracy. And you can see that by the by the, how difficult it was for McCarthy to even get the caucus to sign on to this thing. So he lost 76 of his members. That comes out to 35 percent. OK, um, in the end, um, so 35 percent. Right. Well, we won't get into all the deals, but point being, very simply, um, you know, Biden, in, in the end, we gave up nothing on cutting student loan relief. Um, the cuts to the IRS uh, ended up not being nearly what they wanted, uh, I mean, by a ton, a lot less. Um, you know, there's uh, look, it's not perfect. Um, mm-hmm. And I said from the beginning, 
my big thing is with who the Republican Party is now is you don't mess around with with bullies or with you know with nuts. You, you get in their faces, quite frankly, because the only thing they understand is strength. The only thing they understand is, and it just still frustrates the hell out of me. And I say this all the time: the Republican Party will do things outside of our legal system, challenge it. Our side still, we've gotten a lot better. Biden's gotten better. Many members of Congress. We still do this thing. We're like, well, it might end up in court, and we don't want that. And make them take it to court. Make them defend trying to blow up the world economy. You know, the 14th Amendment is sitting right there. It is unambiguous. What's ambiguous? Actually, it's not. Well-regulated militia, you know, shall not be infringed. Well-regulated militia comes before shall not be infringed in there. So, yeah, um, this is even this is much clearer than that. Mm-hmm. It's the president's authority to ensure that our debt is paid. It's right there in the 14th Amendment. He should have said, listen, I use a worse word, but I'm on your radio station. <laughs> listen, fools, here's what I'm doing. Stamp the bill, 14th Amendment, signed, debt paid, get out of my face. That's yeah. what I would have done, because that's what they need. They need to see the Democrats are willing to do that, because that will get them to back off. Here's one of the analysis, though, that I think that this is why Biden is pretty good at what he does, is that that's exactly what the Republicans almost wanted. They wanted him to be belligerent. They wanted him to be, no, I'm going to do it on my own. And then they would have used that as, see, he can't be trusted. It's his way or the highway. This, what ended up happening was not only did it take away their a, a good chunk of what their argument's going to be is Biden is acting on his own because now he's working with McCarthy on this. So that kind of negates that whole thing. But one of the more underlying things is that the the government shutdown later this year is now off the table and the debt ceiling will not be having to we will not have to worry about the debt ceiling again until 2025. He basically took the gun out of the hostage taker's hand and basically yeah. said if you want to try to hold this economy hostage, which clearly I mean, there are just some crazy people that feel as if tanking the economy would be justified if they feel as if you know, they'll gladly sink on the Titanic if they're 10 feet higher up on the deck than the guy that goes drown. The Democrats are below them. And that's what well, they, they never w- use common sense about anything. Right. Yeah. I mean, they, yes, they are. Those kinds of folks like, yeah, that water will never reach me. They're yeah. doing it right now. It, quite literally, they're doing that in Miami. Marco Rubio is his home, and other Republicans like, oh, hey, look, on days, on some days when it's high tide, water's coming up four blocks. I'm sure it won't get any worse. Um, yeah, I mean, look, I agree with you to, to a point, but the one thing I've always sort of argued is you can't play this game. Um, you mm-hmm. can't play politics by the way you think the other side is going to react because they are going to, no matter what Joe Biden does, no matter what Hillary Clinton did, Barack Obama did. Bill Clinton did. Think about all the times Bill Clinton reached out to them. Barack Obama yeah. reached out to them. And then and the things they did. They impeached Bill Clinton. They went after Obama with birther stuff. Hillary, you know, horrible stuff and Russia and everything. So to me, Biden, you know, whether they could say he went it alone or not, they're going to say stuff anyhow. So I don't, I, for me, I don't choose my strategy by what they're going to say. Now, I agree with you. Biden did a terrific job. If you're going to sit down and negotiate with them, Every time he sits down and negotiates with them, it's hilarious because they try to portray him as having some sort of lack of mental acuity. And if he does, they must be literally the stupidest people in the world. They're like, they're, they're, they're literally as smart as branches because he goes in a room and he comes out with 80% of what he wants. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still saying, um, yeah, you get some of the Republicans, oh, he's a dictator. They'll say that anyhow. And he could have, he didn't have to even taunt them. Do it in their faces. He could have sat there and said, "Is the Fourteenth Amendment? Is the president's prerogative?" Uh, and and if you hammered again, home, you could go to places even like CNBC, 
right? Not just traditional democratic spots, but pro-business spots. We are not going to let the world economy go off a cliff because Republicans are angry. We are not going to let the stock market crash in the United States. We are not going to let unemployment go up five points. If you were to message around that constantly and say that and the fact that it is right there in the 14th Amendment, I think we have every bit as much chance of winning that fight as they do. And it takes this thing off the table forever. Well, and, it, and we have to remember that no other advanced democracy has a debt ceiling. That yeah. it, this doesn't happen anywhere else. Actually, there's one country, Denmark, I read that, where apparently the debt ceiling is so high, like they couldn't reach it if they climbed up on like Jack's beanstalk. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, like, I, 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 that's my problem here. But within the context of his negotiation, yes, he, out, he outdid them as he always does. McCarthy... Still, as much as he has to sort of kiss the butts of the of the crazy caucus, the clowns, you know, the 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 the, the nutty billionaires. The one thing that they're a little bit less nutty about is when it comes to their money. They're all about personal interests there, and the Cokes and the, the Peter Seals and the people like that. They don't want the the world economy crashing. They don't want the stock market crashing. They have a lot of money to lose there. Mm-hmm. So so mm-hmm. McCarthy, you know, there's there's always people to remember. There's always that pressure on McCarthy. Mm-hmm. The and, and and by the way, I'll, and going back to your point too, with the Fourteenth Amendment challenge, as you as you brought it up, is that do you want to be the judge that basically tanks the economy with a ruling? And Correct. you know, and so I, I agree with you wholeheartedly there. Let's talk more about McCarthy. You brought him up here. Um, will he survive this? I mean, there are some moderate Democrats who have tried to assure him that if there is a speaker vote. Uh, that challenges him that they'll vote for him to offset the losses. Now, that was like 20 or so Democrats. Last I checked, as you mentioned, 70 or so Republicans uh, defaulted from this. So I don't know if that's even enough. But should the Democrats jump in here and and try to keep him as speaker or just let the Republicans flop around like a fish on the dock? Um, You know, maybe eventually. Mm something and, and, and save him, but absolutely weaken him and watch him flop around. Well, you know, like I, I'm not a scientist and I, I don't, I can't claim to, to know the, uh, the biology perfectly of a fish. But let's say you've got a trout flopping around somewhere. I, whatever the exact amount, of, let's say it can flop around in the dock for about a minute and 45 seconds. And then it needs a breath of air. I'd give McCarthy a minute 44. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, and then throw him back in the water. Let him suffer. Let them suffer. Because remember, the the inevitable. Let's I'll say again for your show. I'll call it an S show that they will create. Will make it so that we look like the adults in the room because we are, and they're the bunch of little children fighting over the, the who wants the brightest colored swing at recess, which is the mentality they have. Let them fight. Let them do all that stuff. And look, in the end, I said this, you know, when the election was done. And he only had a five-seat majority. My response right away was, you know, Democrats should right away all go pitch. There's about a half dozen of them. Not many, but I found a few of them. Moderate, they exist, but you have to look in the wild. It's like finding Bigfoot. If you search for long enough, you go in like a Raiders of the Lost Ark-like expedition, you can find a moderate-ish Republican. It's not easy. But about a half dozen of them exist in the House who are uh, – there's a few I found who are pro-choice, who believe in background checks on guns, who believe climate change is real, who believe that the LGBTQ community deserves equality. Why don't you get the entire Democratic – you know, every Democrat plus a couple Republicans behind whoever that is, 
offer them a speakership. They've done that in a few states. It happened here in Ohio, and it wasn't like a moderate who was offered it, but it was a crazy person versus a very conservative person, and the Democrats joined with a band of folks and gave it to the very conservative person. It happened in another state, too. I can't remember which one. Where, so they didn't get their chosen speaker. And if you could do that with a moderate Republican in the House and get somebody, remember, once you're offering somebody the speakership, things change a little bit. Mm-hmm. Power goes to the head a little bit. Get somebody who's reasonable, and if they realize that they can make it, and let's let's remember, Chris Stewart from Utah is about to resign um, because of health issues with his wife, which I don't wish upon him, although he's a right-wing conspiracy nut, so I feel for his wife, I don't feel for him. Um, so so McCarthy's, McCarthy's advantage is about to go down to four seats in the House. Mm-hmm. The, res- the resignation, I think, is going to be at the beginning of next week, and they're going to have to set up a special election. George Santos goes to prison who knows when. But certainly at some point before, you could have an advantage going down to three. I mean, there is a point where you could pitch a moderate Republican and be like, if you can bring two or three votes, it's yours. All you have to do is, is promise us that you won't do these six things and you will do those six things and the rest of it's yours and you'll do some things we'll hate and that'll be fine. Mm-hmm. It also That's is how in, politics works. It is also fascinating to watch the Republicans, the far right Republicans, who now now it used to be the Bernie Sanders and the liberals, then it's all Democrats, and now it's moderate. It was moderate Republicans who are rhinos, and now it's kind of the base of their party is the villain. And I mean, as they get further and further down yeah. conspiracy corner, they are getting more and more into that little narrow corner to where every, everyone's the, everyone's against them but themselves, and and that is a real dangerous place for that party to be going. Well, it is. I mean, and the sad thing, look, it's a dangerous place for America. Yeah. I mean, we won a bunch of extra House seats last time around because of that, right? They ousted a couple of the people who had, you know, they successfully because Wyoming's Wyoming replaced Liz Cheney. But in a couple of other seats where there were people that voted, and there was that one uh, Meyer in, in Michigan who voted for impeachment and actually did the right thing. They went and asked those guys, put up some crazy right-wing nut, and we won the seat. Mm-hmm. So it helps us win in some places, but it's not, <laughs> it's not a good thing for democracy. No, it's not. It really isn't. Um, we need, you need two viable parties. You, you know, and we've got one party right now that has all the hallmarks of autocracy. They don't, there's nothing about them that's democratic. Um, you know, they don't believe anymore in actual governance. They don't believe anymore in the rule of law. They don't believe in science. They don't believe that their, their opponents, you know, are even, you know, in, are the sort of the, almost on the same plane as them. They believe that they're below them and, and in some ways are evil and satanic. And this, I mean, I'm not saying all of them, but like the vast majority of that caucus is no longer something that functions in a democracy, as are situations in many states here. Mm-hmm. Thank God you guys are out there showing people the path. I use Minnesota and Michigan a lot to be like, you know, and, and Virginia from 2017. I'm like, you want you want to have an amazing couple months? Or, or, you know, get a, a Democratic trifecta in place somewhere where we haven't had it for at least 10, 15, 20 years. And the amount of legislation, I just saw you guys legalized marijuana. Congratulations. Yes. Go get yourself a, a joint for the next show. We'll August 1st. August 1st. Relax. August 1st. That's when it's legal. <laughs> okay. After August 1st, I'll come up there. We'll eat smoke a bone. And I'm like, oh, I'm just kidding. But, you know, but I mean, like, you guys are, you know, you're doing it up there. And I, I always think providing for folks, like, an example of what it can look like when we elect. And no, it's not all leftist, liberal, whatever, that you've elected up there. You, mm-hmm. you know, there are some folks, I mean, it looks like a few of those bills might not even get through. 
but you've got a common sense coalition of center to to left and everything in between. And look at what you've been able to do. Common and sense. The same thing in Michigan. Common sense gun regulation passed. That's amazing. Uh, YouTube.com backslash C Schechter. That's Cliff Schechter's Blue Amp YouTube page. Find it, follow it, enjoy that. Cliff, as always, exceptional to visit with you. Thank you very much. We'll chat with you before too much longer, okay? Looking forward to it. Thanks for having me on. My pleasure. Thank you. Cliff Schechter uh, joining us on a Thursday. We'll take a break. Come on back. It's the Matt McNeil Show on AM 950. Tell the man.